Using an overpriced trash bag. Pricey, pricey, pricey. A bag that breaks. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. Or a smelly bag. Stinky, stinky, stinky. You gotta snag Hefty's Ultra Strong Trash Bag. Always at an ultra low price. Hefty, hefty, hefty. It has Arm & Hammer odor control, so your nose and your wallet will be... Happy, happy, happy. Hefty Ultra Strong Trash Bags. Hefty Strong, all day long. Hefty, hefty, hefty. Introducing the SND Podcast channel, your new source for all types of podcasts. We are looking for new podcasts to add to our channel. So if you ever wanted to start a podcast, reach out to us via Twitter, DM, or just add us at SND Podcast. Or message us on Facebook or even email us at SNDPodcast at gmail.com. Once you reach out to us, we'll tell you the best way to create a podcast. All types of podcasts are, are welcome. So anything you want to talk about for a podcast, just let us know. No idea is a bad idea. We're already on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play, and all other podcast apps. All you have to do is record the podcast. So hit us up soon so you can start your podcast now. Steve, how was your last? How was your night last night, Stephen? I'm sure it wasn't as good as yours, Harold. Let me ask you something. Is that anything to do with an inept baseball team? I mean, are you talking about the Mets display? Last night of oh, baseball. Oh my God! Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Errol and I'm Stephen. This is the Westman and Oz show on the I-95 Sports Network. We have a big show for you guys today, including some hockey with uh, our special guest Rob Taub. Same official hockey. Same official hockey. Uh, we'll have him on in a couple minutes to talk some Islanders and Rangers draft, uh, Las Vegas. Expansion and some free agency. Uh, what else are we going to talk about today, Errol? We got to talk about the Mets. I mean, let me tell you something, man. I'm so glad Rob will be on soon. What, 10, 15 minutes maybe? Because I am so aggravated of what I watched last night. And Noah, let me tell you something, Noah. If you need surgery, get the surgery. I know that, you know what, you need surgery, it's four to six weeks. But, you know, we're going to need you for the stretch run. I know it's just a big chunk of the season, and if the Mets are going to opt to get surgeries for Matt and Syndergaard, which is something else we're going to have to talk about later, um, you got to have a better option than Logan Brett. You know what? I met Logan Brett over this weekend in Atlanta, which we'll talk about a little later. I had a very fun time. I met Logan Brett. He's a very nice guy, but you can't spot start him anymore. And he came in, what was it, Sunday, and gave up a big three-run yeah, homer? Sunday. He's not that good. He's a, he's a long-relief guy. You can't keep throwing him in the starting rotation like that. No. And we'll also have some NBA free agency to talk about. That's right. Yeah. But um, we'll just be waiting for Rob to come on. But uh, how was your weekend, Errol? Well, you know, you, t- you know I took the – you posted that thing on Facebook for us? I did. You know? I took this trip to Atlanta. Let me tell you, man, it was fun. I do have to say, it was a very fun time. Um, the only thing I did not like was the car ride back because it took 17 hours to get back, which is the most ridiculous ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. We hit traffic from Virginia on, like dead stop traffic for, until the end of Virginia, slowed down a little bit in Maryland, and Delaware was all right. And then we stopped in Jersey, and we hit traffic there too. I mean, oh, my God. I'm never driving down further than South Carolina because it is just a disaster. Let me tell you that. But that was the game. That was the game itself. It was pathetic. It was pathetic. Well, the Mets won. Thank God they won. It took a home run from Kelly Johnson. You know what? Let me tell you something. That was a pretty cool. Let let me tell you something. When Jose Reyes eventually comes up, if he comes up. When he will. 
He will. We, we have two very different opinions on that. We'll talk about that right after we talk to Rob Tapp. When he comes up, I don't want to see Alejandro de Aza in the same zip code as City Field. Because I saw that. You saw that bunt? Yeah, I that was saw that. I saw that live. Terry should have just told him, go home. Terry should have just told him, go home, you're cut. That was just embarrassing. Because you know what? You throw your, you throw your bat down like a child because you're a major leaguer who can't lay down a bunt along with everyone else on this team. And then you don't even run for first base? Are you kidding me? Come on, man. That was unacceptable. You... And his job is easily replaceable. I of mean, course he is. You know, He's a fifth heard... outfielder on the left side. Just what I was going to get to. Uh, Jose Reyes is uh, apparently practicing the outfield in the minor leagues. I don't know if you heard that, along with third base. Well, is he still a switch hitter? They haven't Jose changed, Reyes? right? Yeah. I'm sure he is. That hasn't changed. No. But... Listen, let me tell you, you know, he's gone through a couple offers the last couple nights in Brooklyn. He had that one fielding error. Yeah, listen, I don't know what. I don't really put much into it. You've seen his career, Errol. He, You've seen his career. He's not a minor leaguer. Come on, I know what you're going to say. What city state? 2016 was 10 years ago. Well, listen to me. Listen Bro. to me. And you know what? You're a main culprit of it. You know I love you, but you're a main culprit of it. You're looking at him as a savior. I'm not looking at him as a savior. You're that's looking at him as someone that's going to come up and make a big impact. You know he's signed a minor no, league. No, he's not going to make a big impact. He's just going to be a major league bat. But let's see. That's if, the best need but right let, now. But let's see if he gets up here. Say if he he's goes. He's getting up here. They didn't sign him for no reason. Yeah, they signed him to take a chance because he costs no money. But if he, so they're going to keep him listen, in Binghamton. Listen to me. Hear, hear me out. Hear me out. If he goes to Binghamton, if he goes to Las Vegas, and he's not. He's going to Binghamton and, tonight. Okay, but listen, if he's not hitting. What's the point of bringing him up here if he can't hit? I'd rather put Matt Reynolds at third if right If he can't now. hit, you release him. You exactly. bring him to the majors. Exactly. But you see, you're way too You know what? I'm just happy that they're taking a chance on him because he was my childhood favorite player. He was my first favorite player as a kid. You know what? I was the happiest person alive when I heard Jose Reyes was coming back to the New York Mets. And let me tell you something now because we're ridiculing this team today. Let me tell you that. I need Matt Reynolds at third. I need Brandon Limon left every day. I swear if I see Diaz even once. I mean, oh, my God. We got him on? All right, oh, we're going to yeah. have Rob on in a few minutes. Thank God, because I really I can't talk. We'll get, we'll get to Mets talk I really, after I, Rob comes on. I'm boiling right now. I really am. But you know what? what do we get? We're going to get in some hockey with him, and here right. he is right now. Ladies and gentlemen, Rob Taub, Stanfield Show Hockey. Talk some ho- give us some hockey insight. Rob, how you doing today? Gentlemen, how are you? How are you? We're great. Yeah, I'm just uh, sitting in uh, New York City, just, you know, working on trying to find what's the next trade rumor and what's the next free agent rumor out there going on until Friday. Well, we had an interesting uh, weekend, I would say, with the draft. Uh, I know. I didn't know what, I really didn't think it was going to happen, but the Islanders, you know, actually selected their draft pick. I thought that Garth wasn't going to do that. I thought he was going to you know, trade his pick. What do you, what's your opinion on uh, the Islanders and the Rangers draft over the weekend? You know, for me, like, the past few weeks, all clues were pointing to him trading the pick. And, you know, everybody wanted him to trade that pick. You know, they're they're losing, hopefully, uh, not three of their, you know, their top UFAs in Martin, in Martin Nielsen, and Oposo. And, you know, Oposo's good as gone. Martin's good as gone. Franz Nielsen, you know, he, he's looking, hopefully he's going to stay. But the point was, is they needed to upgrade now at the draft. And, you know, people were killing them for it. I, I'm kind of in the, I'm in the same boat with them. 
because, you know, this team is not better than they were, you know, 48 hours ago. Definitely not. No, you're right. Um, but, I mean, with the with the pick, uh, Keeper Bellows, what do you think of him? Do you think he's going to turn out to be uh, the forward that the Islanders see him as? I mean, he's you know, 21 years old. You know, for for nineteen, uh, for for him to drop to nineteen was I, everyone says he was a steal. I agree. You know, he's only one of two guys to score fifty goals in the U.S. development program. He's got NHL blood in him, which you know, that's a great thing uh, to have down the road. I mean, he's got skill. He's a uh, you know six one, one hundred ninety five pounds. That's a good that's a good frame. Uh, his skating could use some work, but you know, he's going to Boston University, who you know they're building a dynasty up there. And, you know, he'll get to play with some of the best uh, kids in college hockey. But I think that either he's going to be used as a trade ship in the future years or we'll see him come, you know, two, three years down the road in Brooklyn. Well, we're talking to Rob from Stanford Show Hockey. I'm excited that we'll be seeing Super Bellows at the Islander Scrimmage tomorrow uh, at Northwell Health Ice Center in as a park, so looking forward to seeing what he has to prove. Well, maybe maybe transitioning from the across the across the river. I actually saw you tweet this out about yeah, uh, the money comparison from Yandel and Letty. Do you think? What do you think of that trade? Do you think this is something the Rangers have to do? They could have been in their cap. Uh, say which players again? Uh, Keith Yandel. Keith Yandel. You think that they uh, trade they had to make? He got a ton of money. Uh, you know, for me, that, like, I couldn't believe the return that the Rangers got. I thought they got O's in the trade. I understand why they had to trade him. I think Florida, you know, they overpaid for Yandel because, you know, they got him and now they got Ekblad to go with. They, like, they have a good one-two punch. I mean, at, at 30 years old, to get paid $44.5 million, like, why wouldn't you want to cash in Fury Yandel? And, like, I kind of, you know, I compared it to Nick Letty's deal from last year. He's only 25. He got seven years, um, uh, what's it called, 38.5. I mean, like, and you thought that the Islanders, like, didn't know how to, you know, spend money the right way. I mean, I thought the Rangers, I thought that trade, it had to be made. I didn't think Yandel was going to resign. I think it would have costed that amount of money for the Rangers. And I think they have. Too much, uh, too much on that play right now. But I, I think that Florida got a, got the better end of the deal, and hopefully it works out for them. Do you see anything transpiring on uh, on the trade front with Nash or Stepan? Maybe it'll unload money to make a run at Stamkos. I, you know, I don't understand why they would trade Derek Stepan. I mean, he is like everything in one package. He hits, he scores, he, you know, he does everything. Like he's one of the Rangers' core guys. And, you know, he's not even in his 30s yet. And, you know, people don't want to get rid of him for Stamkos when Stamkos, like, I think on the Rangers' standpoint, like, he doesn't do that much to fill their voids. Like, yes, he'll make them even better down the middle. But, you know, the Rangers, they still have to worry about getting better on defense, getting all these young prospects to hopefully, you know, develop. So I don't think that trading Stefan or Nash, well, Nash maybe, but trading Stefan would be the worst decision possible right now. And what do you think about their draft? They didn't have a draft pick to the third round, which doesn't surprise me with this team. What do you think about their draft pick, Sean Day? Young kid, 18 years old, at the OHL. What do you think he brings to them? Do you think he can make an impact right away? Well, 
it's funny because I was reading up where this kid, uh, they said that, like, he was almost missing a little bit of the desire to play. You know, they said last year he trimmed his uh, body fat from 90% down to 12% because people were questioning uh, his ability. But, you know, guys, second old, second old rookie team in the OHL not even uh, three years ago, and, you know, 6'2", 231 pounds, this is a big boy. I think he can, you know, I think going where you're looking at the Rangers' defensive prospects, he jumps up to the head, uh, to the head of the line, even though he's a third-rounder because that's where he fell to, but he, he might turn some heads. Yeah, we'll definitely have to see about that. But uh, moving on a little bit, uh, the Las Vegas expansion team, opinion, what, and how does it affect locals like the Islanders, Rangers, the Devils? I mean, do you, what, what, do you like the expansion draft next year? What's your opinion on it? Well, First of all, uh, congrats to Las Vegas for getting an NHL, te- an NHL team way, way overdue. I, um, I think it's going to be great for the league, you know, more money for the league, more exposure, you know, maybe potential draft lottery, all-star games down the road. As to the expansion draft, you know, it's clear-cut. You know, the players are going to have to give up two teams. Uh, locally, I think there's five names, if they're even still here, to, you know, pick from the litter is Dan Girardi, Rick Nash, Nikolai Kuhlman, uh, Mikhail Grabowski, and uh, Jaroslav Halak. Those, uh, as for the Devils, uh, I mean, it's up in the air who they you know, want to get rid of. But I think with the expansion draft, I think, listen, you're going to want that team to be competitive because, you know, it's a brand-new market. And like I said, more exposure. And, you know, guys are going to think they, they get a second chance at, you know, rehashing their, their great years from their career when they go there. So, I like the I like the expansion draft. It'll be very interesting to see like what other teams are gonna you know who's gonna be thrown out there. But I think we'll see a very competitive uh, Las Vegas hockey team, whoever their team name is. You know now, Rob, what's the deal with this now? How many players can each team uh, protect? Is it seven? I believe that player teams are gonna have to give up between two and four players. Uh, for the expansion draft, I'm not entirely sure, but I was I read that it was two players from each team. Well, I think it's going to be really exciting in Las Vegas. You know, they already sold a lot of tickets. Uh, I've heard they pretty much sold a lot of season tickets out there in Vegas. Just for them, I think it's going to be really interesting with the handling and the visiting teams. We'll have to see how that plays out. You know what? I, I think it's going to be really exciting. I think uh, Vegas is a great place for the NHL. Now, Rob, there was four players yesterday. There was four uh, those four players that were Rangers offered qualifying offers to: Hayes, Nash, uh, excuse me, Hayes, Mathurat, Schneider, and Miller. Do you see any situations where any of those guys don't resign with the Rangers this offseason? Uh, I. Like like I said, Kreider's name has been out there, uh, you know, in talk. But it also depends on what they're offering him. If they're trying to lowball him, which I don't think they are, I think there's a possibility that you know they could try and trade him because I think they get a uh, a great return for him. But you know, with McElrath and um, and J C Miller, I I think that those guys will sign. I think that the Rangers realize that that's those are their core guys for the future, especially McElrath now that Yangle's gone. They're going to need him, you know, step up and be a top four defenseman. Miller, you know, I, I told you back um, before the draft when we spoke, 
that this kid, you know, he, he could be the next pure goal scorer that the Rangers have. But I don't see where, you know, they think about, like, uh, having any trouble trying to get uh, contracts for those guys in the uh, in the next few weeks. Now, like you said, there's been a lot of trade talks with a lot of these players going around. Do you – what do you see the Rangers' plans this baseball season? Do you see a rebuild or more of a retool and a reload? It's funny because it's hard to balance between the two because they just got rid of Yandel. Yes, and, you know, Stefan, their names have been out there. And, you know, you're bringing in all these, you know, you're expecting, like, guys like uh, Buchnevich to, you know, step up big time and, like, expecting, like, like these guys are young. They're, you know, they're not in their 30s like a few of the other uh, range of forwards. But I think that, like, they're going to rebuild and retool at the same time. It's hard to compensate how they're going to do both ways. But I think that they have to get younger. They have to get better on defense, which you could easily see. It could easily seen the way they got trounced in the first round against Pittsburgh, where they barely had the puck, and they couldn't even, you know, they couldn't get out of their own way. But I, I think that they're going to retool and rebuild at the same time. Listen, Eric Lundqvist is going to be 35 years old going into next season. You know, his cup window is, you know, closing, even though you have Henrik Lundqvist, your cup window never closes. But they're going to have to retool and rebuild around him to make sure they get him at least another shot at, at a Stanley Cup. Now, we just saw um, two goalies that don't exactly make, you know, all-star money. Do you think it's worth it to have a goalie making as much money as he makes and as much money as, you know, Flurry makes? Or do you think, you know, take the route of the two teams that we just saw in the Stanley Cup, a cheap goalie, and build around him with a lot of, um, a lot of front? Well, if you're going to, you know, pay a goalie like what you pay one quiz when you play, pay Flurry, that shows that they're willing – they're going to get you – they're going to be the ones that get you to the promised land. You wouldn't, you know, put your all your chips on the table for them. But I, I think with the route of paying a goaltender, you know, max money, it also depends on if you see the guy – if he's the guy for the future, if he's the guy the future for your team, if you know that – He's going to, you know, stick with them through thick and thin, whether, like, it's a rebuild or a retool or, you know, like the Blackhawks with Corey Crawford where they went from nothing to three-time Stanley Cup champions and they rewarded him for it. And, you know, even, like, for the case of Jaroslav Halak, in my opinion, I don't see him as the guy that's going to get them deep, deep into the playoffs. Uh, He just – he's really never stayed healthy. That four point five million dollars. Listen, for when they traded for him and what they gave it to, gave it to him back then. I love the deal because the Islanders actually got a legit goaltender after not having one for you know a good four or five years. But I can't see where not paying a goaltender max money is not a signal that he's not in it to bring you a championship. Well, uh, just to wrap up a little bit, um, don't. To the other side of the borough, Brooklyn, the Islanders. Last but not least, what do you think? What are some names you hear uh, popping up in the trade market? Uh, do you see like Taylor Hall as a possibility, or do you see Islanders more looking with the free agency? You know, from what I from what I saw at the draft, it looks like they're more going to go toward the aggressiveness and free agency. You know, everything basically right now is speculation. Uh, I think the Taylor Hall thing is, you know, way overblown. I mean, they wanted Travis Hamnick for him. 
And going beneath Hamnick, who they who Snow said no to, you have Calvin DeHaan, Ryan Pulak, and Scott Mayfield. And other than, you know, adding another piece or two in there. But I think that the Taylor Hall situation is, you know, I think it's finished. I think Allen's are going to definitely go a different way. As for, you know, the Stamkos, it's basically a game of chicken right now because you know, no one holds their uh, holds as much to the chest as Carson Snow, and we've seen that over the past few weeks. Like, there hasn't been a clear-cut uh, explanation. Are they going after him? Or are they not going after him? And there hasn't been, you know, clear-cut whether they're going to go after Lucic and David Backus and Troy Brower and Mikel Bakker. It, it's just it's very up in the air, but – you know, with the way that they're built right now and that they're losing Oposo and Martin and hopefully not Franz Nielsen, they have to look toward the free agency to, you know, make that team better unless they're expecting guys like Barzo and Dal Cole to, you know, just make a tremendous jump to the NHL, which I, I don't think they're ready for yet. Well, I mean, with the July 1st deadline, uh, free agency deadline coming up, uh, in the four days, I think it is now, I guess it's gonna, you know, come very fast. I would say, you know, a lot of a lot will be happening in the next few days, free agency. But uh, we really appreciate your time, Rob. Um, do you have anything left, in Rob? Rob, you know, also yeah, we we both said we think um, speculating, of course, we think Stan comes to end up in Detroit. If you had to predict right now, three days, four days before the deadline, what do you think is gonna end up? Uh, Steven Stamkos. Yeah. Oh, I, I definitely think Detroit, and I'll tell you why, is they just got rid of Pavel Dasu's contract. They're building, they have a new arena coming next year, so they want to, you know, got to get that face to, you know, uh, sell tickets to, you know, get the, you know, get the, the whole organization back. And, I mean, they made the playoffs 25 years in a row, and, you know, that's no easy accomplishment. But you bring in a guy like Stamkos, he's close to home. And, you know, you, you put him with Dylan Larkin and Thomas Tatar and that, and that young core, and, you know, they'll be a very, very scary team once again. All right. So, um, Bob, we really appreciate your time. Uh, we'd love to have you back again uh, once, you know, things fall through, uh, Islanders, Rangers, Agency, all that good stuff. Uh, but we really appreciate your time. Anytime, guys. Have a good time. You too. Take care. So that was, uh, we want to thank Rob Taub of Stan Fisher Hockey. He had a lot of interesting things to say. Yeah, you know, I, lo- I love having Rob on. You know, a lot of a lot of good insight. Um, yeah, man, you know what? I mean, I'll, I'll compare the Rangers to the Yankees right now because they're trying to do this. It seems like they're going to try to do the same thing in the sense of rebuilding while you're still trying to win, which we see how it's working out for the Yankees right now. I don't know if it's going to be able to work out for the Rangers. I mean, you're trade, you're trying to trade. You know, he's right on the sense that you know Stepan has it all, and he's still in his twenties. I mean, you could probably get a lot for him too, but what would you really want to do that? And I, I don't think he's a number one center right now. Can he develop in the one? Possibly, possibly. But I think Broussard really has that threshold on that number one center spot. I agree. If we're choosing between the two, a lot, he's a fan favorite too. Broussard. Yeah, he, oh, God, Broussard. listen, listen, listen. He's you know he's great. He's good looking. He's nice to the fans. He's great on the ice. I mean, but he he and Stepan, they're more of like a one A one B type of center. I agree. 
So you do need that big center in Stamkos, but you just don't have the cap room for him if you're going to try to have him have him and Stepan on the same roster. I mean, I, I see what the Rangers are trying to do and trying to open up the cap room for him, but I don't think it's going to be able to happen. And, you know, turning to the Islanders now, I like what he had to say about, like, the whole free agency and trade market thing. York was very aggressive with the trade market, except he wasn't getting... Uh, everyone was saying no to his deal. I mean, I don't really know who they were looking at, per se, but, you know, I like the way George was thinking. He made a lot of trades for picks on the second day of the draft. And you know what? I think it's going to be really interesting come July 1st. The whole Stephen Stamkos, you know... Well, what do you think? You come down to Earth with that a little bit? You still think they're going to get... Listen, I... You know what? I think the Islands have a chance. I think... They got the money. We do have the money. Uh... I think the Islanders are going to end up trying to trade off a guy like Josh Bailey or Mikhail Grabowski or Nikolai Kuhlman clear up from tap space. Uh, but we'll see. You really think they're going to get rid of Grabowski, though? I don't, I don't know. If Grabowski, I mean, I don't know what they could get for him, but even like a guy like Yaroslav Halak, who knows what their goaltending situation is. Uh, we don't even know who the number one goalie. Supposedly, Yaroslav Halak still is, but... You know, we have a long ways till October 13th on opening night. So. Well, I mean, it's definitely going to be fun. I, I would look at Thomas Christ as the number one goalie, just as far as he got you. He did play. It's not like, you he know. Played he played great in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I don't know if he has the capability to play a full, you know, season of being the number one goaltender. We'll have to see. But it's going to be interesting. Yeah. yeah I can't wait to see it's, this is probably one of my favorite parts about hockey besides the whole playoffs and everything. I love the hot stove, the off-season stuff. I, it's kind of my thing. All right. Well, listen, we'll, we'll have Rob on again once things transi- uh, transpire into the off-season, to free agency. I'm really scared about this Rangers team, man, because I really don't know what it's going to look like in a month. This could look like a completely different team. It could be really good. It could either be really good or really detrimental because – you know, the whole Steven Samkos factor, I don't know if it's going to play in. Rob agree with us. I do think it's going to end up in Detroit. And I agree 100% it's with a, that. Yeah, it's, a, it's an attractive, uh, attractive situation. Yeah, of course, he fits. I mean, they're already a playoff team on the cusp with him. There's no way, I don't think there's any way he's going back to Tampa Bay. That team, I mean, you saw them play with them, play uh, without Samkos in the playoffs, and they just, they were all, all over the ice on Pittsburgh. They probably should have won that series, but the Matt Murray factor, of course, uh, of course, chimed in there. He, I don't think they need him per se, but the fact that they're going to have a lot of young guys that they're going to have to sign down the road, a Tyler Johnson, a Kucherov, that triplets line, you know, you don't even know what's going to happen with Bishop, but you're going to have to pay Hedman. you got to pay a lot of these guys. And, you know what? Bishop is interesting. They said he was going to go to Calgary, well, and my, that trade fell through. Well, you know what? We forgot to ask Rob about the, um, was it, who went to Calgary? The Anderson trade, right? Oh, no, who went to Calgary? Didn't someone get traded to Calgary? Uh, was it Frederick Anderson? He did. Frederick Anderson did get traded to Calgary. So, you know what? No, was it Brian Elliott? Oh, you're right, you're right. Frederick Anderson went to Toronto. Brian yeah. Elliott, I did forget that. I, you know, I didn't get that. Unless they're going to try to make, make a run for Flurry. But, um, you know what? I always thought the Islanders has an op- option on Bishop. Say they get rid of one of... Halak or Grice. Bishop would be a nice fit. Yeah, but he didn't have to 
give up a good amount to get him. Probably gonna have to give up a Hanumick just to get him. And, no, I think that much. Well, listen, I like Zalewski. Yeah, but the listen, the Islanders are clear they don't want to trade Hanumick. Ha, Hanumick. So, the number one goaltender, uh, number one defenseman. I mean, I don't blame him. Well, the fact, listen, you got a couple of those defensemen uh, locked in the big deals, Boychuk and Letty. Mm. And you know what? I think the Islanders can end up trading Johnny Boychuk. Uh, I know he just got a house around here. He has a lot of money on his deal. He's got six more, six or seven, no, five or six more years left on his contract. Uh, but you know what? I think if the Islanders and the Oilers were looking to make a trade, I think he'd be a great fit in that trade. Edmonton's his home. He has his family in Edmonton. You know what? They want a veteran defenseman. I think Borchuk is like available in the trade. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. July 1st is coming. So uh, let's transition over to the backs of the mess over here. You know, let's go on to the Jose Reyes factor. A situation on... You know, we have very different opinions on it. Very different. I'll start because, you know, people are getting a little too excited about this, this signing, this minor league signing. And I don't want people to look at him as a savior. Can he bring a dynamic factor as a leadoff hitter, as a third baseman, as a little bit of speed? Yeah, he could. Because, you know what? David Wright's your leading, goal, your leading uh, leader in stolen bases right now, which is kind of pathetic considering he hasn't played in months. This team has no speed. This team can't bunt for the life of them. Like I said, if you know what, if can't you can't throw out a player either. Listen, well, can he catch? Uh, we're gonna get into that again because I really, I don't want to see Charles Darno catching no Syndergaard ever again. I really don't want to. He he comes on and brings on a speed factor. I will see what he has left. He is 33. People are still celebrating the signing like this is 2006, 2007. But you know what? They took no risk on him. They're still working out Gurriel. So it's not like, you know, this this, this dictates what they're going to do with Gurriel. And right now, I think they're working him out in the outfield, actually. They, yeah, and I think that's interesting because, you know what, it just makes him more versatile. Uh, no, I think that's what the, the way the Mets look at him as a utility guy. I don't see him as the starting third baseman. But look, Wilma Flores, you can't complain with. Oh, he, he's, cool, great. he's cool down, man. One guy I will give credit to is James Loney, though. He is. James Loney. He's been the savior for the Mets since they traded for him. Do you know? He, the stats up right now. Yeah, get that. But his defense, look at his glove. He actually, we, you know what? And when we were going up to Atlanta, which was a very fun time outside from the car rides. Um, when we're going up there, we're going to try to make, you know, if we get there early enough, we're going to go to the game, which you know, we didn't end up making it. And the that last play, let me tell you, I'm looking at it. I had my glasses on. I'm like, did he just do that? I mean, wow, he is great with his glove. Better than Duda, you know what? I, I didn't expect this from James Bond. No, and you know what? If he keeps this going, he's going to give you a lot to think about when Duda comes back because the knock on Duda has always been that he's been inconsistent and he's never been so great defensively. But if he comes back and Loney's still hitting and Loney's still good with the glove, I don't know, man. It's going to give you a lot to think about when Duda comes back. Going back to the whole Jose Reyes thing, and then we'll, we'll talk again. We'll give you James Lowe's stats. He's, uh, his 298, 200 runs, 8 RBIs, 35% off base. You can't complain with that. No, you can't, especially a guy who took off the scrap heap. So. But going back to Jose Reyes, let me give you my whole spiel on it. Go ahead. You know what? Jose Reyes, I'm not going to say just because he was my favorite, first favorite player as a Mets fan when I grew up. I think, you know what? I think a lot of people are against the whole Jose Reyes thing. It's because of his, you know, 
mistake that he did in the offseason. The whole domestic abuse thing. And you know what? He served this punishment. There's That's not acceptable, acceptable what he did. And you know what? I will always have some sorts of, uh, some sorts of anger towards Jose just because of that. Because, you know, you just don't you know, lay your hands on a girl. But he, you know, suffered the consequences. He is going for therapy now. And he's doing some stuff with the domestic violence. So he's trying to get his image well, he's back. Doing, he's doing say He's going to have to do some community service. No, yeah, of course. That's, that goes without saying. This, this is my take on that. And I obviously, any situation like that disgusts me. You know, the Ray Rice situation, the Greg Hardy situation. Uh, there's probably been a lot of other athletes that have, you know, done things like this and having a court. I heard, oh, who was it? You know, I was listening to Michael K yesterday. And one woman, I'm going get, to get on that, who it was, because I'm really curious. And, you know, K did make a good point on how Ray shouldn't play baseball again. Okay, listen. He made a mistake. He realized his mistake, and he's handling it very well. Apologizing, he's saying all the right things. Do you expect him? He made a mistake and he served the consequences. He served his 52 game ban from baseball. Do you expect this man never to get a job again? I mean, I ask you something though. If that's, and, you know, I mean your name. Any woman out there, of course, this is a terrible situation. Do you, do you what if that was your son? Do you expect him never to get a job again? Do you expect him never to work know. again in this world? I mean, no. And you know what? And I know. People turn around, people could turn around and say, yeah, you know what? You know, that's my daughter. I said, what if that was my daughter? Yeah, I mean, but it's, it's, it's violence in each situation, but you can't expect anyone not to. That's his job. You can't expect anyone not to work again. And we'll get back to that in a second. We have, well, no, no, But we'll, guess caller had wet feet. Um, We'll get back to that. Do you expect him never to work again? That is his job. And the fact that someone will go out there and say, well, he should never work again. Is a little half sign, and I know. I agree. Served, listen, he served the purpose. He served his consequences. Now let's see if he has anything left. Because when it comes down to, because if it comes down to it's in sports, if you could play, someone's going to sign you, and someone's going to give you a chance. Yeah. And no, but that's what I'm saying. I, he served his consequences. He served the suspension. Let him play. You know, it, just let him play. And I, you know what? Maybe it's a little bit of a double standard. If that was my daughter, I wouldn't want that. But that's the situation you face. But that's that's what we're facing right now. And yeah, you know what? If I was my daughter, would I want that guy behind bars? Yeah, I would. But that's just not the way the judicial system works now. And it's, you know, it's a little sad, but you face the punishment. And I think Reyes can have an impact on this team. You know, he's not going to be the the one guy that may, he's not going to be the Yohannes Cespedes of last year. So we know that. Trust me, I know that the Mets still need to go out there and get another big bet. Um, I mean, you can't. This doesn't dictate the Gurriel situation. It really doesn't. So you know what? Let Reyes play. He'll make it to the majors eventually. You know that's happening. Probably by midweek next week. You know what? And I'm very excited as a Jose Reyes fan. I'm very, very excited. And you know what? I did open up a can of worms with this, and I did expect it. Um, I got people tweeting at me and messaging me now. Yes, I know. And you know, 
I'm not, some people are asking me, what if that was my daughter? If that was my daughter, I'm saying, I'm bi I'm, I'll be biased in the situation if that was my daughter. No, I wouldn't want him anywhere near my daughter again. I wouldn't want him to work again. No, that is correct. But the fact of the matter is, he turned right around. What if that was my son? And if that was my son, I'd, I wouldn't yeah. not want him to have a so, job. So this is, but this is the situation that we live in. And am, am I being biased a little bit? And I'm giving a little bit of a double standard? Yes. But this is the situation people live in. If it depends how the situation is. The All fact right. of the matter is, if Jose Reyes can still play, someone, play. someone's going to give him a chance. And you know what? His wife didn't bring his wife didn't put him behind bars. Apparently, they're working things out. And it's a very tricky and a touchy subject. But it's something that had to be addressed, and it's something that, you know, I, we've dealt with a few times now. Now, the way, like I said, wait, the way that he's handling this is great, okay? He knows he made a mistake, and he's appreciative of the second chance that he got. Because, you know what, if he showed he couldn't play before this whole situation happened, no one would have called his phone. Look at, that's why Ray Rice doesn't have a job. Because Ray Rice was over averaging about two, two yards a carry, and no one called him back. No one tried to get him for a workout. Nothing. That's why he doesn't have a job. Because this is what we, the world that we live in in sports, people. If you can still play, people will call you. People will give you a workout. And people will give you a chance. Now let's move on from the whole Jose Reyes thing. Let's talk about the Mets game yesterday. Noah Syndergaard is obviously not himself right now. Bones for whatever you want to call it. Whatever Steven Matz has. Uh, maybe play through it without the season. But yesterday was inexcusable for one of the biggest games of the season against the Nationals. You're up for nothing. The offense, you know, gives you a little push early in the game. And what happens? You know, the defense bailed Noah out in the first inning. And even in the second. Yeah. A little bit. But you know what? The that yesterday was just inexcusable. The poor catching and Throwing of base runners by Darno is just unacceptable. He should not be the catcher. And you know what? Terry needs to uh, help Syndergaard, or Dan Worthen needs to help Syndergaard with his pickup pickoff moves. But I think there was five stolen bases off Syndergaard yesterday. No, 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 no. Well, Syndergaard, yes. But I gotta check how many stolen bases. In it was that six game. or seven. Was it six? It was I know six it, was, it was six in like the fourth inning. Yeah, and then I, I turned it off. Listen, I have to say, I turned it off when it was 6-4 because I knew that was it. There was no way the Mets were coming back to win that game. This is, listen to me. Terry Collins, if you're listening, you're probably not, but God, please, <laughs> God, let him hear my voice. By under no circumstances. You know what? A lot of people had personal catchers. Maddox had a personal catcher. Um, uh, Jesus, uh, name's escaping me. But anyway... Noah Syndergaard needs to pitch with Rene Rivera behind the plate. Because, I agree. But listen, not even because because you saw in the first inning they weren't on the same page. No, they weren't. They kept well, no, going back to the mound to talk to Noah. The first, I mean, with the first inning you saw, you know, go up to the mound, bases loaded, nobody out. Rene Rivera needs to catch when Noah Syndergaard's pitching, not only because you know they communicate better, but because Noah's going to give up a lot of stolen bases. And Ray Rivera is going to negate that as much as he can, a lot more than David, uh, Travis Darno can. But uh, that's something the Mets really need to work on, the whole base running, uh, catching a base, rush, base runners. This team has too many holes, man. No, I, no, I'm not worried. 
No, but this team really rears, especially in the bullpen too, this team really rears their ugly head when it's not familiar or read pitching on the mound. Gilmore, I mean, come on, man. Gilmorton, Derek. You know what? Gilmorton was their stud reliever last year, and I I trust Gilmorton, but yesterday was just a really bad outing. Yeah, you know what? And oh God. You know what? Was yesterday Noah's like earliest outing of his career? Like, was that his shortest? Outing. Oh, besides, oh, oh, no. besides the ejection. Oh, listen, well, that was the shortest, out, shortest outing in his career besides the ejection. But no doubt about it, that was his worst start of his career. I mean, he, he – listen, I, you know what? I was, as I'm watching the game, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. You mean, spot of four – you get spot of four runs and you can't hold it? There's something wrong with him. And, no, listen, if you can pitch through it, great. Because his velocity and drop it all, he's still throwing 99-101. No, no he, he was working really hard just then. The Nationals got to him really early. And you know what? To me, when I'm watching Syndergaard, because he, you know, his control was a little bit off, whatever. It was all between the years for him. Because the Nationals just kept running, running, running. And that I got think, to him. Yeah, I think he got in his head pretty bad. But you know what? Listen, Terry, please. And you know what, Darnos? And I criticized you last week when we were talking about Luke Roy. Yeah. Let me tell you, man. Darno can't throw anyone out. And he you got to like, bring Luke Roy over here. Well, listen, he had three meaningless hits yesterday. And if he shows that he still can't hit the baseball and he shows he still can't get healthy, you're going to... Now, do you trade Zach Wheeler for Luke I, I don't think so, no. I don't think you can now because of this pitching issue, uh, the injuries. Yeah, I, listen, Matt... Bartolo wasn't even good. Bartolo was great. What are you talking about? He gave up one run. Really? What game are you thinking of? Yeah, of course. He was, he was all right. No. What rock were you under this weekend? I don't know. I, it's Sunday, pitched seven innings in one run. I think I remember what I had for breakfast this morning. What did you have for breakfast? This morning. Probably a bagel. I have a bagel. Oh, probably. Yeah, he said probably. Great, great. But listen, it's been, thank God Bartolo didn't break his thumb last week. Thank oh, God, thank goodness. We saw. <laughs> actually, we were downstairs. Um, I was actually at that game. No one was supposed to pitch. Yeah, I know. And then they put. Well, they pushed him back. They won the face the Nationals. Look what happened. Yeah, look what they happened. Had, yeah, they had Bartolo leapfrog. Maybe if they had Cologne in this, we would have won. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, you spot four runs. You, you expect your ace to, to hold it. But you know what? This is the situation now. And the Mets are going to have to, if, if they opt to have surgery for Mats and Noah Syndergaard, they're going to have to dip into the farm system, man, because I'm not going to be able to see Verrett and Gilmartin every this day. This team is so lucky that they're only three games back behind the Nationals. Oh, my God. This should count in their lucky stars. They're half game behind a wild card. They're four games behind the Nationals. The Nationals just lost seven straight. I mean, listen, thank you, San Diego, and thank you, L.A. Thank you, the state of California. Because if it wasn't for them, the Mets would be buried right now. The Nationals had a rough. Rough seven-game stretch. I think it was a seven-game losing streak, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and you, you know you catch a break with Strasburg on the DL and facing definitely. It. And you know what? This is apparently the top prospect in baseball, and Giolito or Giolito. How do you? Yeah, it? oh yeah, and he'll be on the mound tonight. Yeah, and God, you need a big star from Harvey tonight. He was mediocre his last time out. This is the Harvey we need. We, you know, the dark night that we've seen that we're used to be seeing. That's the, the Harvey we need tonight. Yeah, you need to, you need. Matt Harvey for three dominant years. Matt Harvey tonight. You need him from three years ago today. Because your fate, you got Perrette up against Scherzer tomorrow. <laughs> no, thank you. You, need, you needed that game last night, too. <clears throat> I understand Joe Ross is a good pitcher, and he's a good, you know, he's a big prospect for them as well. But, you, oh, God, you can't, uh, you can't lose tonight. It's a must. It, no, it, this is a must-win series. Is it far-fetched to say this is a must-win game tonight in June, late June? Well, we got a couple big series coming up. We got the national, this whole national series, and then 
they come home to Chicago Cubs. Well, they play. They got the series with the Nationals. They play four with Chicago, three with Miami, and, and then, then we got the Nationals again at home next week yeah, before, before the, the All Star break. So you know what? This is the stretch, and you know last year. There's a huge stretch for yeah, the Mets. Yeah, you know last year the Mets had that stretch. I think they were 50 and 51, wherever they were. They had that stretch that this is going to be it for them, and you know the Nationals kind of. You know, shoot that away with the way they played last year, and I don't know if that's going to happen again, man. I mean, this is the stretch of the season right now. I know it, maybe it's far fetched to say that in June, but this could be the stretch that matters the most of the of the whole entire season. Yeah, you need a win. Find a way. Just find a way to get the W. You know what? You could look mediocre, which they do right now. The whole mess. Come All Star break. Come trade deadline. I think we could see a whole different team. You know, four and they got fourth oh, national. Oh, as well. Let me get your opinion on this. The whole Michael Conforto being sent down and Brandon Nimmo calling up. You know what? I think it was a move the Mets had to do. Yeah, you know Got his swing straightened out. Got his mind straightened out. You know what? And it's disappointing because Conforto is someone you expected to step up. He'll be back. See, I hope so. I no, I know he'll be back. He's an MLB. Can I tell you something about uh, Brandon Nimmo, actually? So, what happened was, and you know, if the Mets, if it's too hot outside, they don't take batting practice. Yeah, I knew that. I. But, like, I'm looking at the people, you know, we actually met some very nice people down in Atlanta. And I'm, I'm looking at the usher. I'm like, when is it not too hot to have batting practice outside? Yeah, it was like 98 degrees at first pitch. Dude, I was, I was sweating at 11 o'clock at night. The humidity was ridiculous. I was drenched. You must have. Oh, my God. It was, I, I, don't, I was going to die, seriously. But he, you know what? It was funny because, um, you know, we go down for autographs. The relievers come out, you know, and Bartolo's warming up, too, because I guess he's starting the next day. And we got Verrett, we got Blevins, and we got, and it was, you know, we go upstairs back to his seats, and there's one of the guys down there. I'm like, who is that? The Brandon Nimmo. I'm like, all right, you know, I take my little sister, because, you know, she was a little starstruck by seeing the players as close as she was, and, you know. But uh, we go down there. And, you know, we've got to get past three security guards. Can we get an autograph? Can we get an autograph? I mean, you know, she's 11. Let her get an autograph. So he walks away as soon as she walks there. And I guess, you know, she didn't realize him. So I start yelling his name, Brandon. I start yelling his, screaming his name. And he looks at me like, someone called I point right at my sister. The guy was halfway in the dugout and he walks out just to give her an autograph. That's awesome. Oh, like, I was, that, was that was like the whole Chris Sale thing. Like, oh, my God. With us two, what was that, a month ago now? Chris Sale had fun with that though. I mean, you saw. Mario you know, tomorrow. Yeah, was. listen, you saw our friend. You saw our friend Mike screaming his name the whole time. I think I think Sale's mindset was, you know what? I'll just wait till after batting practice. Yeah. Let him release some. But you know what? You like to see that from MLB players and everything. Yeah, listen, you know, you really appreciate the players that love their fans because without, without the fans, what are they? Exactly. So, you know. And, you know, running out of time, got 15 minutes left. So we're going to the Yankees a little bit. And did you still have to watch that game? That, I that rain delay? I didn't. You know, I'll just I, tell you something. And when you're a manager, you do whatever it takes to win that game. But, you see, you know what happened last night? No, I, All right, I didn't catch anything. So what happened was, James, so, um, Girardi. So Joe Girardi goes out after a couple pitches in a ninth inning, and the weather conditions just got awful yesterday. And he goes out. And he convinces the umpires had a rain delay. Oh, so Chapman throws nine pitches, and what does Chat? And what does he do? He takes after. Oof, what was it? I gotta check it out. But after the rain delay, I think he was hoping that the game was gonna get cold. After the rain delay, he goes out and he throws out Kevin Yates. 
I don't, I don't understand how. I mean, you might as well just gift pack the game for him. I mean, come on. I mean, you throw out Kevin Yates out there and you said Chad Chapman only threw nine pitches, and you and I both said last week we want this team to win games because if the yeah. team starts selling, it's going to sell right to the Cubs and sell right to the Nationals. Those those relievers. So you know what? If you're the Yankees, listen. You, you know, and you have a tough stretch now. You got Texas. You have. So they're only two and a half games on the wild card. Yeah, so. they're not far far off. I mean, listen. You got before the All Star break. You got Texas. They go go to San Diego. Go to Chicago for the White Sox. No, the Yankees are in it. They they they're a little further back in the division because Baltimore and the Red Sox are just unbelievable right now. Well, they're right there. But you know what? This is what I had a problem with about benching Alan Rodriguez, and you're throwing Aaron Hicks. I mean, come on. But what are you trying to do? Because Alex Rodriguez isn't part of this future. We know that. He has. No, yeah. He might not even get past this. Yeah, listen, he might not even get past this year if he doesn't start hitting. But what are you trying to do with the Yankees? Because Aaron Hicks isn't hitting either. So who do you have a better chance to get production from? Is it A-Rod or is it Hicks? It's A-Rod. So what are you trying to do? You're having Hicks go up there and bunt no less and sit bunting situations while Judge is tearing it up in the minor leagues now. Do you call up Judge? Yeah, of course you call him. Listen, you can't hurt. Are they buyers or sellers? I, I think they're going to stand pat. I really do believe they're going to stand pat because by the time the trading deadline goes... So do you, you don't think Chapman or God, Miller is gone? Listen, God, I hope not, man, because you know you know exactly where those two guys are going. They're going to Chicago. One's going to go to Chicago, one's going to go to Washington. But We as Met fans don't want to see that. No, happen. we don't. But you know what? This is my problem because they say Judge, they don't want to, they don't want it to be detrimental to his, to his production. If a guy comes up and he, he and his uh, career is completely derailed because he had a couple bad bad weeks in the major leagues and he never had it, I'm sorry. If a guy comes up and he his career is ruined and he never had it, no. So that's just you know something I had to get off my chest. But NBA free agency, because we got a little bit of time left. Well, well, yeah. Look what the Knicks happened to do. Yeah, you know what? They man? actually got kind of smart, in it, my opinion. Well, listen, you know, I took some criticism on uh, on the situation on social media. I didn't love it. Like, you, like, let me get, let me say this. At first, when I looked at it, I'm like, you got to be kidding. Like, this guy's injury prone. Derrick Rose, we're talking this, about. Yeah, yeah, Derrick Rose. This guy's injury prone. You're not going to sign him after this year. Is he going to get through this season? I mean, people are saying, I'll sign up for 66 games. All right, well, <laughs> what does that say? I mean, come on. I mean, if he can play 66 games, I agree. That's great. Yeah. But where is it? This, it's, like, it's like a treadmill on 0% incline. Where is this move taking you? Because, you know, and this better not be it. No, I mean, no, he, he, listen, I don't think so. I think Bill Jackson knows that that's not it. No, and I hope the I hope the Knicks don't do what the Mets did and just completely ignore the situation on an injury-prone player. Because what the Mets should have done is should have found a viable replacement for David Wright because he knew he was going to be hurt. Oh, and, right. and they didn't. Shut up. And he knew, <laughs> and he knew he wasn't going to be right. Same thing with Derrick Rose. You got to go and find a good backup point guard. Well, you know what. I wouldn't mind seeing Kevin Durant in the next uniform. Oh, listen, I don't think my my sister doesn't know Scotty Lee Dot. I I think she wouldn't mind seeing Kevin Durant in the uniform. I don't. And you know what? Apparently, Carmelo Anthony went out and said, you know, my recruit with Kevin Durant has started. He's he's talked to him. He's had dinner with him. He's been, well, they're best friends. No, I, I I didn't know they were that close. Yeah, I, I actually heard that they were like really good friends. I mean, and they talk a little bit of basketball. But they're good friends. Well, apparently him and Derek, uh, Kevin Durant and Derek Rose work out during the offseason. The big three, huh? Yeah, listen. I, uh, Plus, I don't know. 
I don't know. Phil Jackson telling Derrick Rose they were going to go out and try to get Kevin Durant doesn't say much to me because everyone's going to go after De- Kevin Durant. So. Yeah, I don't know if the Knicks are going to give him the, the biggest offer out there. But well, you know listen, you got $30 million in cap space, Ben, but if you're Kevin Durant and the cap's going up after 2017, if you're Kevin Durant, you do a one, you do a two-year deal, opt out after one, and then you get that big contract afterwards, that big max contract. But why wouldn't you want to play in New York? You know, all these sponsorships, all these, you know. But, you know, I don't. You're in New York, the biggest market in the United States. But I don't Why think, wouldn't you want to play in New I, York? Listen, I don't think that matters to them anymore, these players. I mean, you see LeBron getting $300 million Nike deals in Cleveland, Ohio. When you see Kevin Durant not losing, really losing any money from sponsorships. So I don't know if it matters. I don't know if, it, if it's that important anymore in, uh, in basketball, maybe other sports, yeah. But I don't see how that's important anymore. Um, Russell Westbrook, I could see a guy next year being that type Westbrook of guy. Yeah, you know what? I could see him being an L.A. or New York guy. I don't think he wants to go to Oklahoma City. I don't think he wants to stay there. You know what I saw earlier this morning that the Knicks might be interested in? You know, again, Mozgov from the Cavs. I mean, listen. He was a Knicks. Yeah, but you need a number one setter. And if no the reports are true that Joe Kim Noah is getting a max contract from the Wizards over $20 million a year. Is that what they offered? I, that, that's what the reports came out. I don't think so. I don't think those reports are going to come out and be true, although that's what we're hearing. But it, what if the Knicks offer? Do you think the Knicks can offer a center like that? Uh, not a max contract. No, 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 no. Let me tell you something. There are very few players that are actually worth a max contract in this league. Well, maybe he'd want to come play in New York. Oh, no. With the whole Rose. Well, listen, he's best friends with Rose. He's a New York guy, but they can't pay him $20 million. $15, $16 million, what you're paying Lopez, I'll do. You can't pay him over $20 million a year. We're going to miss Robin Lopez. Yeah, but you know what? He's replaceable. And that's why. He had such a great season for the Knicks last year. Yeah, but he, the fact that he was your number two option shows how, how bad his team was. I mean, listen, you can say their win total jumped up from the year before as much as you want, but. This, excuse me, this team still wouldn't make the playoffs. Oh, am I boring you? No, yeah, you are boring me. Listen, Phil Jackson, I, you know what? He's got to make the playoffs this year. He's got, and this right now they only have five players right now on this roster, but you have to go out and, and fill this roster up with some viable options other than Durant. I don't, excuse me, other Did they than, do anything at the draft, the NBA draft? Tonight? They signed an undrafted free agent over from Wichita State. Ron Baker kind of looks like my assistant at back to school. But he, um, it's just kind of funny. Um, no, they didn't really do anything. They they gave up their first-round pick for Andre Bargnani. Well, the Nets did something. They got that guy, Eli Whiteside, Eli Whiteside, right? What? What's his name? What are you talking about? The Nets. God, I got from Seton Hall. Oh, God, please stop. You, just, you mean Isaiah Whitehead? Isaiah Whitehead. Eli, Eli Whitehead? I Eli don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Eli Whiteside? I don't know. It's me talking basketball. I think that was like a backup catcher, like, years and years and years ago. Like, I'm talking about, like, when we were kids. So, excuse me. But what, Isaiah what, what, Whiteside? Yeah, Isaiah Whiteside. Uh, Isaiah Whiteside. Did listen, they get him from Seton Hall? Yeah, listen, he was a second-round pick. I mean, where, and they, didn't they also trade that guy? Uh, no, I, see, I don't like that. I don't like who that. Who did they trade? Uh, Thaddeus Young. Thaddeus you trade, Young. You trade your second best player to 20. 20. Who's the first best player? Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez. Yeah. You trade your second best player to 20 so you can draft a guy who could have been a lottery pick, but he's had too many foot injuries. So, you know what? No. 
but you can't. Come on. If you're, and you know what, this isn't a good start for Sean Marks or uh, whatever the guy's name is, Marks. The guy, Marks. Yeah, the guy, the, the janitor, the guy, I believe yeah. it's Sean. Um, this isn't a good start for him because you know I, I was John Marks. Is it? No, I don't think so. No, stop talking. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> hey, this, this is my partner. Uh, <laughs> I love you, brother. But I, this isn't a good start for you because you went off and you traded your second best player for a 20th round pick and then drafted a guy who could have been a lottery pick but was too injury prone. I mean, what sense does that make, to be honest with you? I mean, in all honesty, that was that was probably not the best move the Knicks could have got out of this. Uh, the Knicks, the Nets could have got out of this draft. But did you watch the draft though? Or kind of, I didn't. I, uh, I didn't. I'll, I'll be brutally honest. I didn't. And we're starting to wrap up. So if you have any callers, uh, if you'd like to give us any opinion on NBA, MLB, NHL, our numbers. Uh, one six zero five five six two eight zero zero one, and press five to join the conversation. We haven't had uh any callers really besides Rob Tell today. Well, we have but one. That happens. Hang up on us. We did, but you know what? We have five minutes or so left. If you guys want to give us a quick call, talk about whatever you'd like. But I didn't. Did you watch the NBA draft? I did. You know what? It was it was kind of a snooze to be honest with you. There was a lot of international players coming out of this draft. And a lot was of really? Yeah, and a lot of international players that aren't exactly going to be in the league for another couple of years. Um, one thing I have to um, critique was Boston, because really I think the guy I, I would have taken in that situation, they traded, um, they drafted this guy, Jalen Brown. Let me tell you, man, they were trying to get rid of this pick to no end. Seriously? No one would take Absolutely Why? nobody would take this pick because it was a weak draft. Outside of Simmons and Ingram out of the top two. Where'd they go? They w- there weren't, uh, well, Simmons went to Philly, and we knew this before the draft, too. Simmons went to wasn't Philly. They, didn't they, wasn't that the first time they got a number one overall pick? Yeah, since. It was, like, years ago, like, yeah. 76 or something? Yeah, something like, I don't know. <laughs> 76. 76ers. Oh, get my reference? Yeah, I, I got it. Yeah, I get it. Anyway, um, no, listen, man, they weren't trying to, they tried to trade this pick, but. I, the guy what I went with was Chris Dunn. He went to Minnesota, man. Listen, that's going to be a fun team to watch. And, oh, God, I love that with team. Wigan, with Wiggins. With Towns, Dunn. I mean, you still got – and they were trying to trade for Jimmy Butler. So it was Boston. Is the NBA ready, Dunn? What? Yeah, I believe so. I de- especially under a coach like Thibodeau, a guy who's going to really enforce defense, uh, defensive-minded team. I really do believe that he's, uh, he's NBA ready. He stayed in college for four years. And, you know, the, you heard the story about him. He actually, the only reason, he could have been a, you know, a first-round pick last year. But he stayed in school to get his degree to make an example for his sisters. So, you know, I mean, that that was a nice story. It has J.C. Penny jacket on. It was, uh, it was, you know, it was a snoozer. There was a Turkish guy that came out, a kid from Turkey that came out of there. But you know what? It was a snoozer, man. Nick didn't do anything. Nets, well, Nets didn't do anything. To, to, that was the best one, just a snoozer. Yeah. Well, listen, Nets didn't do anything that, you know, was a good but, decision. Um, well, well, that just about wraps up. But before we let you guys go, uh, I wanted to mention that there's a couple new ways you can listen to our show, the Watchman and our show, uh, through the SMD podcast channel. Uh, our friends uh, Stephen and Dan. Um, you can listen to that uh, our shows through the SMD podcast channel, which is found on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud now. And we also have some exciting things coming up. Uh, we'll probably start it up, you know, uh, maybe a week or two. But 
me and Errol were talking about possibly having a fantasy football league, uh, you know, just for fun. So, uh, the wife's kind of not fantasy football league. I think that would be a good time. We have our own team. I think we could get some good, uh, good, uh, a good 12-team Yahoo league. Well, listen, if you – listen, I, I, I prefer you um, Yahoo's better, but um, – Listen, if you're in the league, man, that's, uh, that's one spot I don't need to worry about, so – I am smelling a lot of competition here. There is no competition between us. You're awful at fantasy sports. Well, I'm not the gambling one. Yeah, neither am I. I'm sorry. FanDuel hasn't FanDuel on DraftKings hasn't been in New York for over a year now. So. Well, we're go- that's in the you know that that will be that will be in the realm of possibility in the future. But but we still have a little time for football. football. I'm excited for that. Yeah, definitely. We'll get into that once uh once we got a road trip starts. we're planning, aren't we? Cleveland, baby, Cleveland, Ohio. November twenty eighth, we're talking about Cleveland Giants, Cleveland, my first Giants game. You haven't been to a Giants game? Ever? I went to one football game in my life and there was the Jets Jets Bears Monday night football two years ago and the Jets got brutalized. So. <laughs> oh, is that um is that the oh it was the Bears game. Yeah, the Monday oh, night football game. <laughs> you picked a good game to go to, my friend. But uh yeah, I'm excited for that. That'll be a fun trip. Uh, listen, football's coming, man. But right now, let's just worry about those Metropolitans. Those Mets, they got to get back on track. Yankees, you know, they're staying in it. We got the hockey coming. Uh, we got the hockey free agency tomorrow. I'll be at the the Islander scrimmage, the blue and white scrimmage. Well, we'll look at some prospects: Hosang, Barzal, well, we, Dalhol. We got a uh, we Bellows. got well, we got hockey and uh, and uh, basketball free agency both coming up. On, I believe on the same day. Um, we'll see what the Knicks do. We'll see what the Rangers do. I'm really afraid with this week in week out. I'm really afraid what this team is going to look like. How different it's going to look like. It's going to be fun. I'm yeah. telling you, man. It's going to be so much fun. I don't know if fun's the right word for me. You know what? This is the best time of year. So free free agency. I get yeah, I guess so. If your team's not rebuilding, I mean, come on. Retooling, I thought. Whatever. You know what? This team. Well, I- we want to thank Rob Taub of Stan Fisher Hockey. Uh. For coming on, talking some hockey with us. We'll definitely have him on again once free agency transpires a little bit. But uh, the number to call in again is one six zero five five six two eight zero zero one. Press five to join the conversation. Yep. This is the Weissman and Nas show. I'm uh, I'm Stephen. I'm Errol. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll talk to you next week. I'll talk to you. At Acuity Insurance, we believe the things you do for your business every day are nothing short of heroic. And you deserve someone equally heroic to protect them. Like the breaking ground on new construction things. The every box and barcode matters things. And the driving the family business forward things. We put our all into covering your business so you can focus on the things you love most. That's the power of heart. Acuity Insurance. Wholeheartedly for you. So let's say you're into yoga or Pilates. Or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us. With whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen, make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the stretch and flex smoothie in tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day.